I don't want to butch the name, but I'm going to, it's Mia, Miha. I don't know. I'm going to say Barbet. That's the last one. Barbet. Barbet. Barbet says Stratocaster 21 or 22 frets is the price difference worthy. And when you say price difference, really, you got to understand 21 frets are vintage. So vintage frets are vintage strats, whether they're uh, made in Mexico or made in America will have 21 frets. So, uh, and to me, uh, when you, when I hear that question, the way I think of it is 21 frets are on the Mexican made, uh, standard Stratocasters and 22 frets are on the American professional Stratocasters. So the price difference is not worth it. If that's all you're trying to get is one more fret. I guess if you're in a song where you need that fret, I don't think you have a choice. You need it. But to me, no, is it worth it for a fret price difference? No, but there's a lot of other factors that apply in there, um, that give you a better, a better, you know, a better value. So. But no, based on just one fret, no, absolutely. I wouldn't I wouldn't say the difference of basically a $600 guitar and a $1,400 guitar. It's not worth a fret. Okay. Uh, what do we got? Zim, Zamzul says, ideal humidity for guitars. That's tough. Um, I don't really think like that. I live in the desert, so my, none of my humidity is ideal for any instruments. But what I've learned for me for electric guitars is I don't humidify the room. Acoustic guitars, sometimes you might have to humidify them. What I don't like is climate changes, you know, so I don't like it when it gets really rainy and then gets really dry, right? Right around the, then maybe I'll, I'll, um, I'll make humidify them then. But I like to just let my guitars dry out and then once they're dry, they're dry. Once it's dead, it continues to die. Michael Shy says, I can't decide between the Jimi Hendrix Strat or the American Special. Which one would you choose? So me, uh, Michael, I would choose the American Special, and I'll give you my logic. Uh, the reason is, is both got the cool 70s headstocks. Um, the Jimi Hendrix Strat is supposed to have the 60s reissue pickups that I like, where the American Special's got Texas Specials, which I like, but maybe not as much as the Hendrix pickups. But the American Special is an American-made guitar, and the Jimi Hendrix uh, is a made Mexico guitar. The only thing that Jimi Hendrix got going on is that when they discontinue artist guitars, those tend to hold a little value. But to me, I'm just giving my personal opinion. I would pick the American Special. They're almost ideally the same guitar when it comes to quality, but American Special. So unless you're just a huge Jimi Hendrix fan, but I think the American Special can do everything the Hendrix can plus... Being American special. David says he owned a Godin. It's excellent. Yeah, I every Godin I've ever worked on has been really, really good. So, okay. Uh, what acoustic guitars do I own? Uh, Christina is asking me that. Um, I own quite a few. Um, I own two Breedloves. They're the exact same models, but different colors. You've seen those in some of the videos. I own two Washburns, which one's a small body and one's like a D20, something like that. And I own uh, a Fender Acoustic that I really like. I own a Arts and Luthery Acoustic Amy, which is a small size classical guitar. And I own an Arts and Luthery uh, Dreadnought style guitar. And I think that's it. I might have one other acoustic. I think I have a, I'm trying to think what else I have. There's, it feels like there's one more. I also have a, oh, I have a Gretsch acoustic and I have a Gretsch uh, six string ukulele. I mostly play the, uh, the uh, Breedloves because I like the necks. And um, I love Taylors and I love Martins, but I don't like to, babysit my guitars and and i live in a climate that's not hospitable for high-end thin body acoustic top guitars ed wants to know hey phil when do you recommend using an effects loop you know well the trick on the effects loop is for me when if you put delay you can tell if you guys want to do this it's fun take delay take a delay pedal just any delay pedal and plug it into the front of your amp just guitar Delay pedal to amp, run the amp clean, strum a couple chords. Then take the delay pedal and put it in the effects loop, strum a couple chords. You'll notice that when it's in the effects loop, it's like your amp is clearer. And no, you know, I mean, it sounds better. The delay fits better in the sound. It doesn't feel like it's on top of the sound. It's actually mixed in. It improves it in a lot of ways. So uh, the, 
I recommend you using it if you really want to get the best sound out of uh, time-based effects that go through your effects loop. So like reverbs. Uh, but me personally, I tend not to use the effects loop a lot for the same reason a lot of us don't use it. It takes twice as many cables. So if it's one cable from a guitar to pedal to amp, that's two. Now, if you're going to run a pedal in front of your amp, there's two cables. Then you need two more additional cables to get something in the effects loop. So four cables. So And if you don't use something in front of the amp, then you're three cables. And it takes a little bit more time to do that. Also, the other problem, which is going to be a big deal, a real big deal, is that when you run power, if you run your pedals in front, into your front of your amp and through the effects loop, you have to use different power supplies or isolated power supplies. Otherwise, you get a hum. So it adds problems. So the effects loop is a beautiful thing for sound, but it is problematic for time and efficiency. So the answer to the question is when I would, I would recommend using it, definitely at home, in the studio, recording for sure. Live, I don't know. You know, can you hear it once your amp's cranked up and what's going on in the atmosphere? I'm going to say probably not. So I don't know if I would go through all that trouble live, but I would definitely do it at home. Definitely recording as well. Okay, so Arhoa says, the Heritage Guitar Company, your thoughts, the H535 as an alternative to the Gibson ES335. Well, I did a review of the Heritage Guitar. I really, really liked it. I've had a Heritage Guitar on my radar for a while now. My problem is, is there's nowhere to try them. Uh, they've offered to send me guitars, but here's the problem. Sending me a guitar gives me a reference of it, but... I want to, if I find, if I pick up the guitar and I like it, I want that guitar. I had this issue at the NAMM show when I played them at the summer NAMM show. There was a couple of heritage guitars at the booth I was in love with, but they weren't for sale. So they were like, we'll build you one. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to take the chance. You guys have all of experienced this, I'm sure, where you've picked up a guitar, you loved it. So you ordered it or you got another one and it just didn't work out. That's what happens with me all the time. So in this case, um, the heritage guitars, but I trust them, order them over Gibson. I will tell you this. I, I would order a heritage guitar sight unseen faster and, and, and without less doubt than I would any Gibson anytime. So the only downfall that you have to understand the H535 versus the S335 is the resale value. The H3535 has no resale value. Heritage has no resale value and Gibson does. Gibson and Fender get to live in a great world where their guitars maintain and hold value. And some companies get to do that a little bit. Some models get to do that a little bit. But overall, those two companies live in that, that beautiful world of, you know, you don't have to worry about if you don't love it. And it's not like I'm saying you're buying guitars to resell them. But the honesty is sometimes you try a guitar and it takes a while to figure out if you're bonding with it or not. You know what I mean? It's the right guitar. It's not. And, and so that's my thoughts on that. But... Okay, our uh, Babcock says, hey, Phil, what's the best way? Hold on, I want to lock this. Stop it. Let me pin it. Uh, best way to ship an electric guitar, guitar when you sell it on reverb. Thanks. Okay, so I'm going to give you the ultimate. I'm, I keep looking up because the camera's up here. I know it's, it's driving me nuts too, guys. I'm trying to figure out how to fix that. I'm going to have to figure out how to fix the angle of the camera. The problem is the new computer screen is 27 inches. So I'm looking at a giant big screen screen right now. That's why the camera got moved. So I got to figure out how to adjust all this. Um, but back to the important part uh, is shipping on reverb. First thing that's most important, if you if you sell on reverb, please use the reverb shipping system. Okay. In other words, go buy your labels through reverb. Reverb will automatically insure the product for the value it's sold. And what some of you may not realize is that once you do that process, that label was purchased under reverb. So if your person you send to has a problem, they actually call Reverb. Reverb handles the UPS FedEx driver. They handle the insurance. You don't have to deal with any of that. You don't have to deal with the stress of, did this person damage my guitar? Did they do this? Reverb will handle all of that for you. It's a really amazing. If you own a small shop, keep that in mind. It's like having a shipping department and a customer service department. It's amazing. Um, Box-wise, super easy. If a guitar is not in a case, you're always taking a risk. Always. That's just, that's just the truth of it. In a case is the only way to even somewhat guarantee that it's not going to get destroyed. So when boxing, you have to understand that's a big deal. I understand if you don't have a case or a gig bag, you, then it, you have to put it in a wedge box and then suspend that wedge box into a, a square box. And that's the only way to do it. It's the only safe way to do it. So...
Okay. Somebody wants to know if I've tried the GHS sweet tea. I have not. Somebody says the DNM drive rules. Yeah, yeah, that's the the from the pedal show. Um, I haven't tried it. Okay, so S Solo Eight says Marshall Code is their future. They already did everything everyone wants to copy. Makes sense. Oh, that wasn't a question. That was a comment. You guys are kind of. Chatting amongst yourselves, which is fine. Okay. So let's find a question. Oh, okay. Here's one. Tigerbait.com. Hey, Tigerbait. What's up? Tigerbait.com says, uh, Phil, what is your opinion on the Chinese-made Gretsch ProJet at $399? I can't find any online negative reviews on it. Lots of people saying how it's a, I'm going to say steel because it says steak, but I think you mean steel at that price point. My experience with the, the Chinese made uh, Gretsch projects that are projects that I've set up that I've worked with have all been great. The only issues I've come across is the same thing as everything else. A little fret shrinkage here and there. That's a setup. We'll take care of that. Um, Nothing dramatically bad. So I feel pretty confident, you know, telling you, hey, I'd go for it. If it's a reputable dealer, if it's used and it, and it looks like it's in good condition, if it's a reputable new dealer, um, you know, I say go for it. They're great guitars. They feel just as good as the Japanese ones. They're not going to sound the same because the pickups aren't the same, but they sound good. Right now I'm doing a, a Gretsch uh, for the Sharpen My Axe. It won't be the next video. The next video is an Epiphone that's coming next. The... Tony M says, is that a Squire J. Mascus in the back? It is. It's all bleached out, but it is. Uh, random 2504 says, what do you think about the code, Marshall Code? I've kind of already talked about that, please. Uh, I, I liked it. The one I played was good. I played my buddy Thor's, and it was nice. So... Loner Caveman says, Phil, how much do you like Reverb? Uh, the You mean Reverb like the effect or Reverb like the, the company that sells online? I like both. I like having a little Reverb on my clean channel and the online company. I, I mean, I like them the most. I like them better than Craigslist and, and uh, eBay for sure. Uh, Justin says, hey, Phil, did you get to play Pete Thorne's signature guitar? Was it awesome? Yeah, actually, so you know, I stole it. Yeah. <laughs> If you watch, if you watch enough of the GitCon videos, you'll actually see somewhere in the video where I did steal it. Somebody caught it on tape, and you also see where he talks about that. Um, he, I asked him if I could check out his guitar. He said yes, and then I don't know, a day went by or something happened. He left it on this table, and um, he was doing something, and no one knew where he was. So I just took it. So I had it for a while. I had it for like an hour or two, and I took it in a room and played it, checked it out. It was awesome. It was a great guitar. I've been pining for one since. Dr. Uh, Knight says, dumpster dive at Guitar Center for free shipping boxes. Um, so you know, it depends. My Guitar Center is around me. They, they destroy the boxes so people don't do that. They also lock the dumpsters. They have locks on the dumpsters here. So I, I don't know where you guys, you know, each people live in different places. But just to let you know, in the Phoenix area, Guitar Center locks the, the, the dumpsters and they sometimes just shred the boxes so no one will grab them. Um, who knows why they just do it that way. Tokyo, Ch oh man, I hope I hope I don't. Tokyo Chin, sorry, I hope I'm messing up your name. What would you recommend for the first acoustic guitar budget of fifteen to three thousand dollars? I'm trying to learn Hawaiian slack key, finger picking, drop tuning. Well, that's a big budget. Um, you know, I, this is going to be boring, but I'm going to tell you, for fifteen to three thousand dollars, I really like Martin and Taylor for. For those price points they make great guitars um and they hold resale value and they age well and they have good warranties it's a good way to go it's a safe way to go there's a lot of other great guitars you know one guitar you know what let me let me give you one good suggestion something maybe not so boring google cole clark 
I really like those guitars. Cole Clark are made in Australia. They are something truly unique. Very amazing. Way more than what you get for the money you pay. pay. They are definitely of the caliber of Martin and Taylor. They are truly interesting and unique guitars. I highly recommend you check those out. So I would check those out. Check out Cole Clark. Like I said, it's just C-O-L-E and then K or C-L-A, uh, I don't even, Cole Clark, C-K, R-K. You get the idea. I'm reading and thinking at the same time. It's not working for me today. Okay. And, wow, there's 640 of us hanging out. Why are BC Rich such bad quality instruments and who owns them? Okay, so that's a great question because two things. They used to be some of the best quality instruments. They were fantastic instruments back in the day. Those of us who remember BC Rich, remember, you know, the they were, you know, Bernie Rico's stuff was amazing. And even when they went to Japan and they had some Japan series and the American series, the Japan stuff was pretty good. Um I have some theories. So, so BC Rich was then given to Davin Hanser, and at some point, I believe now, Davin Hanser has allowed. Oh my goodness! Why can't I think of their name? They're the ones who do OLP, or which is now Music Man. Um, there's a company who handles BC Rich, and they make them. So, and they were supposed to improve them. I didn't notice if they did or not. But my theory on the BC Rich and the bad quality is what you really see is that BC Rich got. It has. It really has to do with the fact that so many companies have, or so many companies have done this to brands. They've bought the name and decided to slap it on the cheapest thing they can. So BC Riches are a lot of times for a lot of people. They're just one hundred and fifty dollars junk guitars you see everywhere. When I go to pawn shops, I don't go to pawn shops off, off, um, often, but when I do check things out, um, there's tons of BC Riches in a pawn shop. <laughs> so and they're always the cheap ones. So. Um, so, so the answer to your question is they're bad quality because there's so many cheap versions, but there are some amazing Beast Riches. That's why you can go online and find used Beast Riches for $3,000. So Beast Rich, though, ha makes a ton of junk. They just do. You know who's also like that? You know who's the equivalent to me for Beast Rich for that is Dean. Dean makes a lot of $99 junky type guitars that are just, you know, there's lots of entry-level instruments. And then they make some expensive instruments. So, so there you go. Uh, Michael Montel says, Phil, if buying a boss pedal, is it worth spending the extra $50 for the Waza version? My personal experience with it, I own a Waza pedal. I've tried a bunch. Uh, the, the, depends on the Waza pedal first. That, that probably does matter. But ironically, everybody's going to have a different opinion about this. My opinion is I don't enjoy the Waza versions. So like I, if you have the SD1 or the Blue, the Blues Junior on the Waza, I don't actually switch them to the regular mode, not the custom mode. So I guess I'm not a huge Waza fan. So I'm not a Waza fan for the money because I like the original version fine. Don wants to know, have you tried Arts and Luther guitars? Yeah, I own two. I own the Amy, which is a small classical body guitar. They make two versions, still string and classical. I have the, the, uh, 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 the, I have the classical version. And then they, I have a Dreadnought, Arts and Luther. If you guys don't know what Arts and Luther are, they're a company that's owned by Godin. And um, or Godan, however you want to say it, and uh, they're they're fantastic instruments for the price. They're very hard, very hard to beat. And this question keeps coming up, so I'm going to answer it because I don't want to ignore it. I'm trying to hit all the ones, but I don't I don't think I have an answer. Sadly enough, it says hey Philip, any thoughts on the Mako guitar from the 70s and 80s? No, I mean I've probably seen one here and there, but I don't really think I've worked on one. And if I have, I just don't remember. So I haven't. Uh, and also, Michael, I don't know if I've tried Category 5 amps. I haven't. Jack is saying Jack Johnson is a Cole Clark guy. He is. Yeah, Cole Clark, you guys, really, if they're not on your radar, you should always check them out. Very, very cool guitars. Very cool story. Just, you know, it's one of those companies where everything lines up in the world. The quality is awesome. They look kind of crazy and cool. They have funny kind of, uh, you know, a funny kind of uh, uh, vibe to the company where it's like a very earth-friendly they use indigenous woods to Australia, and only if they've like, you know, they don't they don't deforest trees for them. It's just cool. So uh, Solo Eight saying, "Beast Rich has become a collector's item." Yeah, that's what basically what I was trying to say. Beast Rich is really, if you think about it, the extreme. It's the junk guitars that I was talking about. You see at pawn shops, you see everywhere. It's just this junk, junk knockoff junk stuff, and it's these highly collectible, high end, old American guitars that people want. So. 
Okay, uh, and then uh, Bilius is saying, hey, Phil, what version of the Thornbucker should I install to my PRS SE? Is it a 50mm or a 53mm version? Thank you. Uh, okay, so super easy. Ready? So basically, the difference between the 50 and the 53mm spacing is their fancy way of just saying uh, uh, F-spaced if you're DiMaggio or Trimbucker if you're Seymour Duncan. In other words, if you have a tremolo bridge, use the 53mm spacing. So if you have an SE, like a custom 24, 22 SE with a tremolo bridge, use the 53mm for the uh, bridge position. If you have a hardtail bridge, uh, go ahead and use the 50mm. Now, what I will tell you is whether what, whichever one you buy, you will not be, you're not, it's not a bad thing. They, it's not like one doesn't fit. And, and to be honest with you, if you use vintage pickups, this is just a kind of reiterate this. If you were to buy vintage pickups and put them in a, like an Ibanez or a Strat, the pull pieces will never line up anyways because they'll be 50 millimeters. So, you know, it doesn't really matter, you know what I mean, in the extreme of it, you know. But, I mean, it's a good idea to get the right spacing. So, and my Thornbucker set, I have the 53 millimeter for the bridge and the 50 millimeter for the neck. That's what I used in my Strat, which is right there, um, because I have a tremolo bridge. So that's all you got to know. 53 millimeter is the tremolo bridge. Okay, Alizar Ch Chand says, just got a Fender American Deluxe with Warwick hard case for 500 bucks. Cheers. Well, that is a good deal, <laughs> right? A Fender American Deluxe. Uh, yeah, that's let. You know, did you love hearing about that? I love that. I ne I always love hearing somebody's like, oh man, um, you know, you know, when you find that find, I, I very rarely in my history of buying these guitars have I ever have that story, where somebody was like, uh, you know, wow, I got a, you know, this amazing five thousand dollar guitar for fifty bucks, like those stories you hear. So good for you. Um, Cyberdream says, why don't they make, hold on, let me pin this. Why don't they make top mount Floyd Rose on guitars anymore, except for a few models? Oh, good. Ever since 87 or so later, Charvel Jackson released has become the standard. It, yeah. Recessed. I'm sorry. I didn't say release. I'm sorry. Recessed. Yes. You're absolutely right. Cyberdreams. Um, my, uh, problem, if you guys watch my reviews, I did a review of the Soak, well, it's not the Soak, Sandima Charvel, that orange one. If you look through the history of my videos, you'll see I reviewed that guitar. I love the guitar, and I got rid of it. And I'll tell you why I got rid of it. I got rid of it because I didn't like the bridge that floated. And I I could have, I did block it on the back, but it just didn't do the same. I agree with you. I wish they would do top-mounted guitars. The previous series of Charvels had top-mounted Floyd Rose bridges, which was great, but they had the necks that you had to take off to adjust the neck. So... You can't win for losing, but um, yeah. And then so Matthew's saying, yeah, they still make top mount of Floyd Roses. But Matthew, I think what he's saying is why so many I, per capita. I'm going to tell you right now, per capita, there's more recess bridges. Uh, think about this. All the Schecters that have Floyd Rose are going to have re recess bridges. There is definitely an abundance of recess, recess bridges. Um, so, so there, so yeah, I agree. And I, I don't need to pull back. So, you know, uh, pull back on the on the tremolo. So I agree with you. I kind of wish. Yeah, and, and so uh, Bellend is saying, a lot of Kramer guitars have top-mounted Floyd Rose guitars. Yeah, a lot of guitars, especially older guitars, do it. But he's right. The majority of the Ibanez's, it's almost impossible to find an Ibanez with a Floyd Rose that's, that's top-mounted. The Eddie Van Halen guitars come top mounted. I actually have an Eddie Van Halen. I have two, well, I have three EVH guitars, but I have two EVH, like the Charvel, but they're the EVH looking Charvel guitars, the crop circle and the stripes. And the main reason I have them is because they're top mounted versions of, uh, like they like the old Charvels to me. They got the best of both worlds, but they only got one pickup, which is fine. Okay. And uh, TR, I'm just going to say the letters, TR Bone 64 says, Hey, Phil, what do you think of upgrading existing guitar versus building upgrading kit guitar? So, uh, yeah. So, in other words, what do I think about upgrading the guitar you have versus just buying a kit and learning from scratch? I say repair first. Look at Paul Reed Smith as a good example. He was a repair guy, and then he started building. So, I, a lot of times when people talk about kits, I go, don't get kits. Just take an existing guitar and fix it up. Um, the kits sometimes are worse 
<laughs> and, and, and you think to yourself, well, good, then if they're worse, I'll learn even more. But you'll the frustration sometimes isn't worth it. So yeah, definitely learn to mod your guitars. You know what I mean? That's it's 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 the best thing out there. You know, especially if you know if you got a guitar and you think it's about time to upgrade it, then you're not afraid of messing with it. Does the Maxon analog? This is from Jay Steen. Does the Maxon analog delay act different than regular analog delays? It says it stacks well with overdrive and works well in the front of amps. Um, as far as I know, which Lawrence is monitoring, so maybe he knows better. I don't think it's any different than any other analog delay I've ever messed with. I've owned it. Um, I don't remember it being like any, you know, decidedly different than any other delay I've ever owned when it comes to analog delays. And I, I stack those, I stack pedals the same. So. Gregor, hey Gregor, how's it going? Thanks for the great work on the guitar, Phil. Love it. Question: Any thoughts on Amplify Firebox? Uh, Amplifier box. Amplifier box. Uh, any thoughts on Amplifier box? Let me. You know what? Let me look that up because <laughs> I got to make sure I know one of that. Hold on a second, guys. Okay. Uh, here we go. Biatomic amps. Good to go. See, the new system lets me look stuff up. Um, before, so you guys know, before I had uh, the old computer, which was a new computer. I bought that guitar computer in November, but I didn't buy it intending to do live streams and do all this stuff. So the new computer lets me open up a ton of stuff. Yeah, the amplifier box, Biatomic. It's the ultimate amp in a box. Oh, this is really cool. Next week, I'll be able to open these things and let you see what I'm looking at because it'll be synced up correctly. Right now, I'm on a Google Hangouts because the new, the, the computer it doesn't have the my old software yet on it. It hasn't been re-imaged. So 300 bucks. This thing looks cool. Boost, enable, master volume, reverb. Gregor, I dig it. Just looking at it, I already dig it. Looks cool. Looks built well. Looks fun. I like it. Um... Okay, uh, Dennis, no. Headspace says, that does, I think he means who does. Who does paint and body work on guitars? Uh, there's a person on uh, eBay who paints bodies that seems pretty cool. He's got good feedbacks and stuff. Um, I've used Atomic Guitar Works where I live for uh, paint and body work uh, for guitars, and they've done good work. Tim is one of the owners there. And you can go to their website. What's great about them is they have tons of pictures of their work. You can actually see what they're doing. And... Uh, and like I said, I've had good experiences. Uh, Jeff wants to know if I tried the Tumnus Deluxe yet. I haven't. The Wobbler pedal that was on my radar is the... Oh, I just forgot the name. It's the it's Delay and Reverb in one. So that's one I think I'm going to get next. Okay, so... Hold on a second. I, I butcher these names so bad, and I always feel bad. Jozu? I'm going to say Jozu... RS, I am so sorry. It says, Phil, what do you recommend for me? Black Star Artist or Laney Lionheart? Um, I've not tried the Laney Lionheart. I have tried a Black Star Artist and I dug the Black Star Artist. The Laney Lionheart, probably like you, I, I've watched a ton of the videos. Um, I think Laney is a cool, I think the Laney Lionheart is cooler. <laughs> this is the worst advice I've ever given anybody because usually I try to back it with some kind of experience. I have no experience with the other amp. For some reason, if if you ask me right now which one would I take, I take the Laney Lionheart. Just got a I got that it's got it's got a I got a feeling, you know, <laughs> that the Laney is probably cooler. But uh, I did like the Black Star Artist, if that helps. My experience was a positive experience. I liked it. It sounded good. It looked like it was built well. But the Laney Lionheart just it's been an amp that's been on my radar for a long time. Marcus wants to know, Phil, what do you think of the Z-Glide texturing that Dean Zielinski Guitars is doing on the back of their necks? I've played those uh, both versions. I played when he they did the very first prototype, and I've played a bunch of the Z-Glide necks. If you guys don't know what the Z-Glide neck is, imagine the back of your guitar neck either feels like A, a pineapple, <laughs> or B, probably more, more accurately, uh, a, a pool stick, you know, like playing pool. 
Um, and it's got like cuts in it, crisscross cuts. And so the neck feels like it's got cuts and they say it makes it better. Um, it's weird is what it is. And I would imagine if you got used to it, it would make all your other necks feel weird. But as weird it is, as it is, it is not so obnoxious that I couldn't, like, I, I can't say, oh, I hated it. I would never personally want it for me, but I didn't dislike it. Does that make sense? Like, there's nothing about, about it that made me go, yes, I need this in my life. But, uh, yeah, I didn't hate it. I, I thought I'd hate it. In fact, that's what I can say the most. Everything about it screams you should just hate it, but I didn't. Yeah, Mark Shield says the texturing is weird. I don't think I would like that. Yeah, it's 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 different. <laughs> it's definitely different. Um, and I've played one a little while. You know what I mean? I've, I I mean I played more one more than like ten minutes. I put some time into it to see if you get used to it. And yeah, yeah, like anything, you get used to it. But uh, you know, okay. Okay, here's a good question. Aerial, 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 uh, audio, whatever. I'm just going to start saying whatever I can pronounce. Says, Phil, Supro versus, say, a Fender Hot Rod. Making a blues rig for small clubs, portability, pedal platform, uh, unless the Supro brings something else to the table. <coughs> so, um, the Supro, let me use the example of the Supro Saturn that's a good example uh it's a little less wattage i think it's like 25 watts but it's uh got a great clean it's got reverb it has tremolo the blues uh the uh the hot rod deluxe doesn't me personally the hot rod deluxe is the winner every time for a couple of reasons one it is two channels so you have a gain channel if you need it you don't just have to crank it two it it seems better built for taking abuse not not better built quality but just abuse quality three it's a lot less than what Supra is going to put out for 1100 bucks. All the Supra amps are in that sweet spot, like 1000 bucks. where Hot Rod, you know, it's like 799 829 So a couple hundred bucks in your pocket. Uh, Fender-wise, the Hot Rod Deluxe uh, is, is, is just a good-sounding amp. Now, the Supra is really good. And if they were the same price, I would probably inch you towards the Supra. I'd say, hey, man, for 1000 bucks, that Supra seems a little better. But given that the Hot Rod is technically less money it, it doesn't supro doesn't bring anything like you said to the table that says no the only thing the supro's got is it's got cool factor hot rod deluxe just is good amp but the supro's got that mystique to it when you you know people see you got a mystique you know a supro i really like supro so you know but supro has a, a cool sound for your pedals it kind of changes your pedals makes them kind of have this mid-range tone that i really like where fender really lets your pedals just be whatever they want to be so as a pedal platform i also would pick the uh, hot rod deluxe over the supro but again it's just minor you know minor amount so um the question is uh, what kind of lace pickups do i have in my strat and how do i like them so I had I had lace sensors, which was the red, silver, and blue set, which is my favorite set. A lot of people like the gold set, which is like the mellower set. I like the red, uh, blue, and silver set, but you know, tastes will vary. But mine is that that color set, and I had them in a couple of my strats, mostly the copper strat. I removed them. I have them on a pick card. And I'm not using them right now. I really like them, but I decided to go to humbuckers to the to copper strat. That's the main logic. So I really like them. I've always had a, a kind of a, a propensity to kind of like the lace pickups. I think they're built really well. They sound great. They get a bad rap. Some people, you know, I, I think they sound fantastic. They're noiseless single coils that just have a huge sound. So, but that's a set I like, and I do like them, but I ended up going with something else. I decided to do humbuckers. Okay. Yeah, uh, Caleb's saying he got his Hot Rod Deluxe for 375. Yeah, that's, dude, absolutely. You can pick up Hot Rod Deluxes for 350 to 400 all day long, and they're great as long as you know somebody's. As long as they're in not in horrible condition, they're great. Um, Tim wants to know if I if I think the JB pickups would work great in his SG. 
Yeah, I think so. You know, to me, SGs have a very dark sound, and the JBs kind of have a very mid-range sound. So, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna work fine. It's just gonna it's gonna have a real midzy dark sound to it. So. Okay, somebody's saying Cheddar Kung Pao has pre-ordered an ox. Oh, wow. Not not the large guy. Yeah, I mean, your ox. You guys are talking about the new um, the new ox by Universal Audio. It's a attenuator and DI box and IR. I guess they got pushed back. You know, I've been watching those. They were coming out in December, and then they got pushed back to January. So very cool-looking product if you guys haven't checked out. Again, it's the Universal Audio ox. It's worth checking out. It's very, very cool idea. Very cool idea for a, for a unit. Okay. James Taylor wants to know, what's my thoughts on the Duncan P rails? Um, I've installed many in guitars. They're very cool. The thing I will say about them, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to say one nice thing and one bad thing, because they're both true. Um, they are a really cool pickup, and if you want something like that, they're the best at it. Okay, there are companies who have spent tons of money creating all kinds of systems built around guitars to do what the P rails can do without any modification to guitar. The P rails are they built as a pickup by Seymour Duncan that can be a P90, a single coil, or a humbucker. Okay, does that make sense? And you can get uh, the pickup frames, uh, pickup frames from Seymour Duncan that have little switches that you control that, or you can hook it up either way you want. I highly recommend just getting the pickup frame switches uh, for convenience and ease. Um, but the pickups sound really good. The only argument I have is they they are a Swiss Army knife. They do everything really really good, but they are no they're a master of none. Does it make sense? Like I can't say it's the best sound in single coil, the best sound in P90, the best sound in humbucker. I will say it's as on par with anything out there. And it does variety. So it's a really cool kind of thing. It does a variety of things. It's a really cool idea. It's one of the coolest ideas that they've put out in many years. David uh, Brill says, hey, a newbie question. Can you recommend a first amp to be used while learning my Les Paul at home? Yeah, of course. Uh, first amp, you know what? Just keep it easy, man. Go go spend 100 bucks and get a, uh, a Mustang One. Or a uh, the you know the first whatever does Marshall have like a one series for ninety nine bucks or one hundred and thirty bucks? I think it was like one hundred and thirty dollars now. But uh, Mustang, I like the Mustangs over the Black Stars, but the Black Stars uh, the ID Core is good. Um, PV makes a pretty decent uh, uh, hundred dollar amp. The Champion by Fender is really good. The Champion twenty five, all of those amps will be fine. When you're new, you don't want to be loud, <laughs> so just. Get some cool features on the amp. I, I would stick with any brand name that you know, Vox, um, you name it, in the $99 to $149 range. Do not, the best advice though is really not about what to buy, it's what not to buy. Do not buy $200 amps. And the reason is, is when you're starting out, you know, your first thought process is, well, if I get a small amp and I'll grow into the medium size amp. But the truth is, that's not how it works. You usually kind of jump to a, to a bigger kind of thing. If you don't know what you're going to, jump into yet which you don't um just start with a hundred dollar amp you, you know what you can't go wrong if you can go on craigslist and find one of those amps for 50 to 60 dollars even better yet because that was what i was going to say if you buy one for 130 bucks you put on craigslist for 60 you get half your money back when you're ready um but the truth is if you can pick one at 60 you'll get all your money back when you sell okay Buckethead Fan 230 says, do you like Buckethead? Well, Buckethead Fan 230, I'm going to say you like Buckethead because <laughs> it's your name. But to answer your question, of course I like Buckethead. You know, I kind of miss or I regret it. I, I kind of had an opportunity to go see him a couple years back, and I didn't go see him when he came to town. Uh... Okay. Yeah, foo foo goo goo foo foo goo goo says they got a HR HDR Hot Rod Deluxe uh, three for a couple years ago for two hundred bucks. Yeah, the best. Yeah, that's that's the deal, man. Mark, great, 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 
comment. Mark says, I think the Katana is the most overhyped product of 2017. Well, I I agree. I, I, I did the original Katana review, and I really like it. I stand by everything I said. <clears throat> you know how I feel? This is how I feel. I feel like the Katana is a good amp, but I kind of agree with you. Like the boss guys just won't let it alone. They keep pushing more YouTube videos. They're pushing and pushing and pushing. They want as much Katana content out there. It's just Katana, Katana, Katana. And it's a great product and, and more power to them. Uh, but, you know, it's not the greatest thing ever. It's just a really good amp. I agree with you. So um, overhyped a little bit, but keep in mind, I really do believe it's good. So overhyped a little bit. It's not like, wow, it's junk and they're making it sound great. It's a, it is a great platform for what it is. Let's see. It says Jen says, "Yo, Phil, did they give everyone a free katana for it to get so much coverage?" Um, I'm gonna say no because they wouldn't. Uh, they asked me to do another uh, review of it, and uh, and um, no, they didn't. They weren't. They weren't giving any free amps. Nothing. They weren't doing anything for it. I really didn't understand the whole concept of doing another review of an amp I already did, but. Boss reached out and asked me if I was curious if I would do one, and I just not right now. I wasn't curious right now to do a review of a thing I already did. Yeah, I, Habs247 says, Katana came out in 2016, not 2017. I understand Habs, but you understand what, what he's saying. I, you, we all understand what he's saying. That The push on it is really push on now. There's a version 2. In other words, they're really pushing the fact that they got a version 2 upgrade for the Katana amps. So... <clears throat> Mesa Guitar Guy saying, hey, watch Pete Thorne's video on the Amplify Firebox. Okay, Gregor, that's just giving you, he's giving you some, a suggestion, so. There doesn't need to be any more Katana vids. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's, we feel that way about everything. It, I, let's not pick on the boss guys, because we can just, because we can pick on a lot of things. I'm really uh, burnt out on a lot of, uh, you know, because, if you, I get a lot of emails each week from companies and they're like, Hey, <laughs> would you like to review this? Would you like to demo this? Would you like to check out this? And you know, you have to kind of read through them and figure out because they're trying, they're hitting every YouTuber. And, and I, and I, it dawned on me a week ago why they're doing it. I used to not understand. I, I understand the mass blitz. They want every YouTube channel to be promoting a product because obviously it gets people talking about it. It gets people excited about it. But also, too, when you search it later, it's like all the top YouTubers, now 20 videos come up. So, but I, I just, that stuff just, I agree with you guys. It burns me out watching it, so it doesn't make me want to do it. In fact, I get kind of upset about it. In fact, sometimes when you guys notice that I don't put out a video for a couple of days, some of the times that actually has happened to me. I did a video for a, a company asked me if I was interested to do a video. I was excited. And while I'm making it, 10 videos pop up about it. And just on principle, I won't put mine out. Just because I'm like, oh, man, I just don't want to be another throw it on the pile. You know what I mean? Unless I think I got something interesting to say about it. Skin bins uh, gave $2. All right. Well, we'll put that, you know, we'll put that through the Chapman Fund. You guys saw I did the, the Sharp My Axe for the Chapman. That's not the Chapman, obviously, that I plan to do for the Chapman Review, the Indonesian guitars. I went on Rift City Guitars. I was looking at Chapman Guitars in stock. There was more in stock now, but I didn't find the color or the one I wanted. Um, so, but I, I'm on it. Somebody says, you're wearing a cool shirt. I am wearing a cool shirt. <laughs> uh. Oh, okay. Uh, so Chris wants to know, what was my favorite cat? What's my favorite cab to use with the Quilter 101 speaker? Open or closed back? For me, I like the open back and I use the Vintage 30 and I was happy with that. I got a good sound of that. The the amp, because it's solid state, uh, can get really good warm bass sound out of it. So I didn't really need a an eminence or anything to do that for me. So Matthew wants to know if I recommend running the flashback too in tape mode in front of the amp. Yeah, yeah. It'll get the same kind of vibe as a tape, you know, using a tape delay. It'll get you close. I mean, it, they're all emulated tape delays anyways. So 
So, and then Mark is saying, it's not a question, but it's a comment. So I want to weigh in on it. it says, I agree with Terry Bear. The code is the most digital thing I've heard in years. And the GT is just junk. You And 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 that's, that's fair assessments. But uh, the truth is that stuff is, if you're playing that stuff, it's one of two reasons. You're trying to keep within a budget, which makes sense. Or you, you, you needed to fit a need. You know, I practice late at night. The rig that I use to practice late at night is the most stupid thing, reasonably, that someone can use. I mean, I could just plug into a katana and do it. But, I, you know, I, I play tube amps. You know, I run them. I'll, I'll take, like, if I'm playing late night tonight, I might take, like, that PRS or, you know, one of those amps over there, and I'll run it through that crazy uh, Rivera uh, rec uh load box and then i'll run it back over here into my interface into some krk monitors i mean let's be honest when you think about that logically i mean i get the sound i want and i'm truly happy and that i guess is the the the, the payoff for all that work and and stuff but but can i argue at that volume little level at, at not at the volume level that doesn't wake up my kids in the middle of the night could i just plug into a small digital practice amp and get that sound Probably, I think it's 10% better, and since I have the gear, I do it. But that stuff all serves a purpose. Okay. Uh, SKLBNS322 says, I have a Firehawk 1500 looking to buy another one to have a stereo with a wet dry... Oh, okay, wet dry rig. Will this work? Will I get... Wet dry rig uh, out of both amps from the guitar. Yes, that'll work. Absolutely. Okay. How are we doing on time? We're a little over, but we started a little late and we're a little messy today. Today's video is definitely not going to be a normal video, but uh, hopefully you guys understand it's because we're trying to improve the channel. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what we should do real quick before I answer questions? I want to tell you guys some stuff, especially since there's 686 of us hanging out. There's a couple things you want to know. First... Uh, I, it's a crazy week, so I understand. I got all new stuff, so I want to talk about this because it's important. It's a controversial subject, and it's the patron stuff. And patrons, very if you're not familiar with it, the drama, patron has a lot of drama. They change the fees on people, and so a lot of content creators like us, like me, lost a lot of patrons. They were upset, and rightly so. If you were paying a dollar patron, patron, what they were doing was they were charging me a fee and they decided out of nowhere to charge that fee to the to the, to the person giving you the money, which is the dumbest idea ever. Um, it's like it's like basically you paying if you if you paid your your waiter ten dollars, them saying, well, you got to pay ten eighty six to cover the taxes. You're like, no, 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 I'm just paying the tip. So because of that, they lost a lot of content create creators. Um, the reason I'm telling you that though is I want to give an opposing argument to this because sometimes. When the patron thing comes up, everybody gets all grumpy, and I'm not soliciting patron at all. I needed. I just want to tell you what patron has done for the channel. It's important that these people get recognized. So, the channel, whether you guys re realize it or not, has been improving uh, for for many many months now. And uh, it, like I said, the new videos in 4K that was because patrons um, helped take care of that. The new audio system you're going to see, the new video cameras. Uh, you guys complain about the late the the live show. Uh, having a hiccup in in the thing so new stuff um now patron isn't covering all this cost they're covering like 30 percent of these costs but let me tell you something it's really nice to feel when i'm investing uh into this channel to not feel like i'm taking every penny that i've ever made from youtube and throwing it back at youtube and hoping that you will watch next month again because you know uh and, and then you know hope it doesn't go bad so i just want to thank everybody on patreon and so real quick i just want to tell you guys uh the the patreon uh the supporters uh because i do this for the sponsors um pedal pal effects uh luis uh talked to me yesterday thank you again uh luis it was great pedal pal effects is gonna if you guys remember i reviewed the pal 800 um they are sending the new plexi uh, version of that pedal for me to review and uh, they they asked if they could sponsor the channel and um, I this is why I want to tell you because it's controversial I want you to talk uh, understand I offered a couple months ago I thought about doing sponsorships for the first time on the uh, the live channel and I reached out to companies and I didn't talk about this because you know I didn't know how to address it 
So I offered up sponsorships. I said, hey, I talked to 10 companies that I worked with in the past. I said, hey, would any of you be willing to sponsor my live shows? You know, and here's what actually happened. The short version is one company said, I, uh, I offered $400 a month you could sponsor, $100 an episode. $400 a month sponsors the entire show for the month. And the company came back and said, we'll pay you a thousand, but we want to be the only sponsor. And the problem I had with that was I just didn't feel that was right. I, I, I mean, do you understand? I hope you understand. I really thought it was dumb to turn down $600 more than what I was trying to get. But I really feel like, yeah, but this is how this ends up. and ends up where only the big companies really have market share and I can't help any small companies out. So I opened it up to my pa patrons. I opened it up to you guys and I said, if you want to sponsor the channel, since I'm saying no to this idea, um, and a lot of sponsors told me they couldn't support a lot. So I want to tell you what I did. So now how it works is it's $25 to sponsor a live show and there's a cap of how many sponsors you can be. And so uh, Pedal Pal Effects and, and Lawrence Petros uh, from LPD Pedals, they're the two official companies that now sponsor me, but they pay the same amount as all the individual patrons, which is $25 a month. So they're paying $25 to get a sponsorship like everybody else, okay? And so um, uh, Ricky Robinson, Gary Marshall, Charles um, Keene, uh, Chris uh, Glaze, Dylan87, Bradulist, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce Garris, Jeff Howes, We Backtracks, We Backtracks, John Jex, Michael Shy, Justin Maybe, and David Madison. Um, there is... 12, 14, 16 people sponsoring this channel. Um, and uh, and the original 10 only have to pay 20, and then the second 10, although I believe, I just want to point it out for fairness. Yeah, Bradulus pays 25, just for the kindness of adding an extra $5 a month. But they, I just want to point that out. So that's where the sponsors are coming from. They are you guys, and they are small pedal companies that um that are you guys that watch the show you guys know uh lawrence is monitoring tonight he's doing that so i want to thank everyone who who did that because that's why we're going to have the new interfaces the new videos and hopefully and hopefully um and i think the patreon members can attest to this because they've seen it there's going to be a lot more content coming because the other problem with content is speed it takes a while to edit these videos and do this stuff so uh and so the newer system is going to move faster with the new interfaces. I'm not as crazy as Henning's system, but I have a micro Henning system, if you guys are familiar with his channel and how fast he puts out a video every single day. I'll never be able to do that, but I at least can keep the three uh, every week and maybe even four, you know I mean? But get, get content that makes sense. So I just want to tell everybody what happened and, and, and that was a, you know, and thank everybody for that. So there you go. The second thing is, the other thing that happened with the patron thing that's important is, is that there's a new website. It's Know Your Gear uh, at, uh, knowyourgear.net. Uh, so if you go to knowyourgear.net, that is where um, we'll have a hub now. Uh, it's 99% done. The Google candle calendar is not updated, but so you know, that's coming soon. So all the live shows, uh, what I'm doing at NAM, when, when will I schedule, uh, you know, when will I have, uh, you know, hangouts, when all that stuff, all this stuff will go on Google calendar and you'll be able to see it anytime you want at the, at the knowyourgear.net. Uh, so Cheddar Compounds, double patron gift for the holidays. Thank you, Cheddar. I appreciate that. Um, and so, so, you know, if you guys want to check that out, I'll put that link in the description. There's a new website. Uh, and it, right now it's kind of more generic. It's got some basic stuff on there. I will put more content on there. But more so, uh, you guys have really strongly said, hey, you know, I don't know when you're doing a live show. I don't find out and stuff. And so I want to be able to communicate with you. And what I was doing in the past was I was putting it on you know, I was making a video or putting on Facebook. And then some of you guys, I don't like Facebook. So also, uh, the, uh, how to inspect guitar PDFs. And also, uh, on there, if you look under videos, there are videos there right now that, um, that usually only the patron members get to see or that I make. And, and so I'm going to put stuff there that maybe I don't give to all of YouTube. So there'll be there, like, there is one right now. I can tell you, there's a video there that is not available on YouTube, but you could watch it now. You just go there. It's like a six minute video. Uh, whether you like it, I don't know, but there it is. Um, so I just want to let you know, there's a big announcement and I, I want to thank everybody patron because they, they made that happen. You guys rock. And also last thing, just to thank the patron members are watching this too, is a lot of people who, who I totally agree with didn't like the fees. A lot of you guys had the opposite reaction. You actually 
up to increase what you're paying me to cover cover my side of the fees and I really appreciate you doing that but please don't do that <laughs> right <laughs> so again you know I, I appreciate all the help but please don't do more than you have to do if that makes any sense um, old guitar dude says hi just got a second PRS s2 and a uh, a standard 24 satin love a guitar tempted to upgrade the pickups just for some different suggestions for rock or metal um you know that's a good question I like the pickups the pickups that are in that guitar are uh, if, if it's a newer version, are the 8515s. I really like those pickups. Uh, but rock metal? Oh, I don't know. It's tough, right? That guitar is a maple cap with a mahogany body and neck. You know, it could go on for days, all the pickups you could suggest. Let me, let me, um, you could do a JB and a Jazz. A JB will have a thing. But rock metal, I'm going to say uh, Seymour Duncan, I would do a distortion in the bridge or a custom. You know what? I'm going to say the custom because that would really blend well with that guitar. And then for neck, just whatever you feel fit. But but so you know, I have replaced a bunch of pickups in those S2s to find out that the S2 pickups were really good. They are really good pickups. But I do have something that I think, uh, old guitar dude, you're really going to enjoy when it comes to S2. There is something coming up with an S2. I, I can't talk about it other than tease you with the idea that I will be modding a, a, a PRS S2, not for the sharp of my axe, but for something else. Uh, that will be exciting, I promise. So, uh, uh, CMDR says, know how to fix a tube rattle, metal clip? Yeah, tube rattle, <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, you're talking about, so the, 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 the tube itself is rattling? If the tube is rattling, replace the tube. Um, but if it's the component, uh, yes. If you don't have the metal housing in there, do that as well. You know what? I'm going to check it out. I didn't get a chance to watch it. You know, Shane in the Blues had a video about how to get rid of Amp Rattle. And I went to watch it because I was like, even I was curious. So <clears throat> I'll put a link in the description for Shane's video. Hopefully he, he solves the problem for us. If not, I'm going to get on it because that is a question that I don't know the answer. But everybody know everybody has that question. So, okay. Um, hold on. One more. And Lonnie, uh, oh, just added $20 to the fund, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Thank you. Like I said, you guys are you guys are very kind and awesome. And I appreciate everything you do. And I hope you guys see, you know, I'm trying to put more into the channel and improve it. I listen to everything you guys say. So, you know, I can't respond to everyone. I just can't. But on, on your comments, when you're like, your video sucks or this is out of face. Although, I'll tell you a funny story. And I know we're supposed to be answering questions, but this story is so funny. I want to talk about the very first 4K video I ever did. <laughs> uh, the very first 4K video I ever did on YouTube, I just want to tell you, I also got a new dog. My wife got a new dog. It's a puppy. And so I was excited to do the 4K video. That was the how to inspect your guitar. I got a lot of comments about the fact that I didn't focus the camera. What I want you to understand is the camera automatically focuses itself. The reason why the film is, why the video is blurry is that um, on my old computer, my screen was, I had a 12 inch screen on my MacBook. And so I'm looking at a three inch by two inch screen when I'm editing. Okay. That's what the new screen is all about. Bigger editing. So anyways, so when I'm looking at a three inch by two inch screen when I'm editing, I don't really see everything. You can't see everything. I don't expand it real big because the processor was so slow that when you expand it big, everything got wonky. Okay. And it just made a, made a mess. So anyway, so I didn't notice what happened. I made the video and put it out. I'm not taking the video down, but I thought you guys might enjoy the story. If you watch that video and it says it's in 4K, because it does when you look at the descriptions, it's 4K, and you look at it and you go, man, why does everything look out of focus? That's because when I put the camera down to change the battery on the stool, which I think, oh, you can see the stool right there. I put the camera on the stool right there. I went to adjust. I came over here to change the batteries out to the fresh battery. The dogs came in the, the room and they made a ruckus, you know, the two dogs and the puppy. And I'm like, get out of the room, you dogs. And um, when I did the video and you guys said, hey, it's blurry, it's blurry. After about the fourth time, I was like, what is wrong with them? When I looked at the camera, the dog had licked the camera and the lens <laughs> had dog slobber on the... So what you're looking at is actually dog slobber vision on how to inspect your guitar. I thought that was a funny story. Okay. Uh, Shanti says, never get to see you live. Merry Christmas. Uh, I just got a 95 PRS CE22 and I love it. Man, those old PRS uh, CEs were great. But the 22, I wish they would bring back the PRS CE22. That, that guitar would be the guitar for me. 
Yeah, for sure. I like that guitar a lot. Um, I like the 24s a lot. I have them, but the CE22 would be is, be awesome as well. Okay, so let's do two questions and we'll, we'll call it a day. Somebody's like wonky. I know, it's a word, right? You, you know, I don't know if my parents used it. Somebody just like, long, you know, out of, out of skew. So, uh, okay. Yeah, somebody says, I have five dogs. Same situation. Yeah, it was... It was new to me. The new puppy is different. Uh, you know, dogs are like children in that each children is different, even though they're in the same home. The new dog has different mannerisms than my, my old dog. So my old dog is, is very, uh, demeanor is very calm. <laughs> the new dog is very excited. So. Oh, okay, so here's a good question from Beatmaster, and, and this is one of the last two. It says, the original pickups on the Rob Scallon, Scallon, no pick a uh, Scallon Chapman uh, you modded were able to split did the ones you picked uh, offer this too wasn't mentioned in the video no they can't split but here's the reason I went with that logic not just because they look part of the reason different philosophies I like the Pete Thorne pickups I think the lower output pickups give you that single coil tone especially if you roll off the volume a little bit and uh, they so I like them better I preferred them I know one of the complaints in that video was you know I didn't a b the first pickups to the last pickups the truth was, it, it did occur to me, but the problem was the, the guitar needed to set up. So to do that comparison, I had to set up the guitar, do the do all the video, take it down, take everything out, put the new pickups up, reset the guitar up, and uh, you know, and I'm constrained because I have other guitars to get to for the. There's five guitars for this video series, so it's not just money constraints. It was time, and maybe I should have explained that in the videos. I can't spend more than one day on one guitar. So one get one day. So what I did is I'm trying to mass produce these right now. Uh, all of the uh, guitars in one day when I received them, I did all of the intro videos, which is so right. And then I'm doing each one a, a different day. So that's what happened. I really agree with you guys 100%. You know, after watching the video, after putting together hindsight, right? Looking back, I really wish I would have put the effort time, extra time and done that. I promise I'll do that from going forward. I feel like it was a big loss on the video too. I agree. I agree with you 100%. I was just thinking at the time, like, no, no, you got to go, you know, so. So Mike wants me to check out the band, the Beach Cruisers, Surf. All right. Well, cool. I'll put that in the index too. Check out the Beach Cruisers. Especially if you have a YouTube channel, I'll hit it too as well. Okay. So. And last question was comes from Cole. Hey, Phil, my PRSS2 single cut does not play as easy and slick as my friend's. Same strings, same string height, but the neck has more relief. So I'm assuming your neck has more relief, okay? Could this be the cause? It's significant difference. Yes and no. So two things. Yes, technically having more relief could change the way that that's going to feel. That's, that's very, very possible. Because you have a single cut, I'm assuming that it's a hardtail uh, bridge on both guitars. And so you want to make sure that both the hardtails are the same. In other words, the same same exact bridge and same exact heights uh, to see if that makes a difference too. Um, but that could be it. Now, the other thing is, is more important is, I thought I caught it in your thing. It says same strings. Same strings. Same strings meaning same gauge, same brand strings? If you're saying same gauge, same gauge does not mean same strings. So if you have Ernie Balls and he has Diodarios, Diodarios, Dario, <coughs> sorry, uh, I think the Ernie Balls feel a little stiffer. So that could be what you're feeling too. So I, definitely you need to make sure it's not only the same gauge, it's the same brand. And if it's the same brand, you got to make sure it's the same gauge. But yes, a little relief will cause that. But there is this mystique that stinks, which is some guitars just play easier than others. And you can do all the measurements and stuff, and you'll get close. But there's a reason why you can't get sometimes more. You know, sometimes you get two guitars to play the same, but you'll never get four guitars to play exactly the same. Not exactly. Not the same kind of way they bend. It's very unlikely. So um, so that's a factor, too. But um, but it's something I'd like to dive into more. That's that's That could be some interesting content videos to talk about. And so let me... Let me think about that. Since I also currently own a PRSS2 single cut, I'll take a look at it, see what we got. All right, guys. I hope that was uh, uh, fun. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Uh, thank you guys. There were 660 of us or whatever, 680 of us, I think, today hanging out, uh, which I appreciate. appreciate you guys tolerating the fact that it was a little late. <laughs> Sorry about that. Like I said, I hope you guys like the new camera. I'll get the lighting all figured out. I'll get this all, all redone. Again, you know, time crunch wise, uh, getting everything done and doing the sharpen my axe videos and all that stuff. They, there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot going on. It's and at the same time. So, uh, I appreciate everyone hanging out and, uh, as I say goodbye, hold on a second. I'm just checking. Cliff says, I'm glad I caught you live. I'm glad you did too. Uh, and Steve said he liked the wooden pickups. I'm just going to read a couple things you guys say. Uh, Terry Bez said, happy holidays to you all. Whoops, go back. And uh, you know what, Terry Bear? I forgot to tell you. I don't know if TK told you. We have a shirt for you, so I got to get a hold of you. We have something for you. Um, so... Thanks. Goodbye. Good night, everyone. Thanks again. You guys, thank you. Thank you guys so much. And like I said, we'll talk soon. Next uh, next Friday, same time, 3 o'clock. Promise I won't be late with the new uh, recording rig. I'll have the camera in the right spot. We'll have everything set up. I'll be working on that, uh, obviously, all weekend. So, again, as always, guys, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me. And uh, until next time, I guess uh, know your gear. And, and you know, and... Goodbye.